Live from Southern California. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Slightly Serious Show. It is Tuesday, Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. Welcome to the show. I hope everyone's had a fantastic day at work. Hopefully you haven't been, you know, working the hell, you know, working too hard. We, we don't encourage that. We, we do encourage you to go out and work, though, uh, if you're capable of that. So, anyway, why do I hear Eric, but I don't see Eric? I don't know. I don't see you either, for some <laughs> Ooh, reason. John Cena and me. Ooh, whoa. Wow. Yeah, no, I have no idea why you guys don't see each other, but I, I hear you both and I see you both. So that's what's well, important to me. Yes. That's wild. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Anyways, um, hopefully everybody had a fantastic uh, Tuesday afternoon. Didn't uh, work too hard, but nonetheless went out and worked uh, today. Uh, went in for a couple of hours. Uh, had a, a massage tonight. Oh my God. About, uh, at, about an hour and a half ago, I finished up my massage and Oh, it's been a while since I've had a massage and the stress relief that I got. Oh my God. Very, 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 very important to make sure you take care of yourself, your body and your health. So if you get a chance to do that, I encourage you guys to go out and get a massage once in a while. Uh, just get your, your, you know, like all the muscles are get all tense and stuff like that, especially with all the crap that we're dealing with in society. Ah, it was really nice to just let go for about an hour and uh, it was very enjoyable. The other thing that was exciting today is look what I got. Oh, yeah. I got my California gubernatorial recall election ballots. So I was very excited about that. So, uh, you know, obviously, you make know. copies yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm waiting to see if they're going to send me more copies. Uh, I'm interested to see if, uh, you know, they're trying to mail more than one per person, but you, you God only knows what, what they'll do. Um, but uh, yes, uh, definitely important for all Californians to make sure. I highly encourage you to vote yes on recall. I could give two shits who you're going to uh, choose as your next governor. Anything is better than the pile of crap that's sitting in Sacramento right now. So make sure you uh, get it. They thought that about Trump, too. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. There can't be anything worse than Newsom. I mean, I wish I could say the same thing for President Biden, but I think the vice president would be a lot worse than Biden himself. That's scary thoughts, isn't it? It is. It really is. And uh, But anyways, uh, make sure you uh, vote in person, too, by the way. I, I don't trust the whole mail-in bullshit. I don't agree with it, and you know how I feel about that. Anywho, um, you know, uh, as things progress in Afghanistan, uh, obviously, as you all should be aware of by now, uh, the Taliban uh, is basically taking over the country of Afghanistan. Uh, in addition to that, they've taken all of the weapons you know, that the United States had given the Afghanistan military. So now, you know, they're, they're really heavily armed uh, and ready for battle now. And I was thinking about one thing this afternoon. You know what would be perfect timing for, for China? Wouldn't it be something, I mean, if I were the ruler in China, whatever the hell his name is, uh, Xi Jingjong Whatever the hell it is. Xi Jinping is his name. There you go. Thank you. Xi Jinping. If I were him, why the hell wouldn't you wake up tomorrow morning and start invading Taiwan? I mean, it's a perfect opportunity. 
you know the United States can't do a damn thing about it. I mean, hell, we're, we're focused on trying to get all of our men and women that are, you know, United, you know, from the United States back home. And it, it's really gotten to, and not that I would encourage China to do that, but Joe Biden and this administration has given China ample opportunity, a perfect scenario for them to go ahead and overtake Taiwan. And even if we weren't in Afghanistan, at, at, at this point that we're currently at, every other country around the world is basically we've become the laughing stock of all of the nations in the country. We're no longer the superpower that we once were. And, uh, you know, it scares the hell out of me knowing that China could probably do any damn thing they wanted to at this time. Do you disagree with that? No, I mean, it's, yeah, they've got a, they got a pretty big well, open window, that's for sure. Eric? Well, and, well, and former South Carolina governor and UN ambassador Nikki Haley, you know, said the, the exact, exact same thing um, that um, China may be feeling more emboldened to, um, to, to get, Get a, get a hold of Taiwan and um, and and Russia may be feeling more in, emboldened to, to get a hold of Ukraine. Um, she said that on Fox News yesterday, and um, you know, and I, I think even the ele- election auditors ought to be feeling more emboldened in Arizona right about now. <sighs> as much as I would love to find out what's going on uh, out of Arizona, we're going to talk about that a little bit later this afternoon or this evening. Um, to be honest with you, right now, the election thing, even, even though you know this is another wonderful diversion of what's going on here in our, in our own country, right now, the election, you know, the, you know, as I've been calling it, the fraudulent election of 2020, really kind of takes you know, second to third seat at this point in time, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think what's going on in Afghanistan is a hell of a lot more important as we have United States, you know, citizens of our country over there. And you also have, as you'll hear from uh, Hacky Sack herself, basically not making any guarantees that all of them are going to return home. That's okay. Taliban said they'll give them safe passage. Well, you know, speaking of the Taliban, uh, Taliban banana, uh, you know, apparently President Joe Biden is going to depend on the Taliban uh, to give Americans safe passage back home. This is, a, this is after, well, I be, uh, you know, Fox is saying that six weeks ago, uh, Joe Biden came out and specifically said he doesn't, he doesn't trust them whatsoever. Maybe he, must, maybe he, for, uh, maybe he forgot to, that he made those comments. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, the White House is depending on the Taliban to give evacuating Americans, quote, safe passage to the Kabul airport just six weeks after President Biden said that he, he doesn't trust the terrorist organization. Uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan joined White House Press Secretary Jan Hackysack Pisaki at the podium for a press conference on Tuesday where they took questions about the fallout from the troops' withdrawal from Afghanistan, which gave way to a swift Taliban takeover of the country. And uh, they went on to say that, uh, quote, the Taliban has informed us that they are prepared to provide the safe passage of civilians to the airport, and we intend to hold them to that commitment. That's what. Mr. Sullivan said during the briefing. Um, so now we're at a point. I mean, we don't have a freaking leg to stand on right now in that country, uh, uh, let alone anywhere around the world. 
And now we're at the mercy of terrorists to rely upon them to bring our citizens home safely. That sounds pretty damn good, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. unbelievable. We are the Taliban. We took over Afghanistan. <laughs> I worked on that one. <laughs> That's pretty good. So here's, here's uh, what's going to happen, folks. And, and I'm going to predict this ahead of time. You know how uh, you know, our wonderful uh, former leader, Barack Hussein Obama, gave uh, billions of dollars to the terrorists in Iran? Yes, sir. Same freaking thing is going to happen here. I don't know if it's going to be hundreds of millions of dollars or if it's going to be billions of dollars. But at this point, the Taliban can basically ask for whatever the hell they want. And you know that the Biden administration is going to get down on their knees, just like Kamala Harris does so well. That's how she got to where she is. And they're going to give in to whatever demands that they have. Are you saying that's for protection money to get our citizens out or just for whatever? For new turbines. I mean, you know, who knows? Anything at this point. I mean, if the Taliban says, uh, hey, go uh, walk 100 100 miles and fetch me uh, a case of uh, Arrowhead water uh, or else, well, guess what? You know, the Biden administration is going to go have to walk 100 yards to go get their Arrowhead water. I'd love to see that. So that's, that's what's concerning me. Uh, they have the upper hand, uh, and this, is, this entire thing in Afghanistan it was poorly designed by the administration. And I, I hate to say this, and I hope that we do not see this, but my fear is that we are going to start receiving images out of Afghanistan of Americans being treated very poorly, if not their lives being taken. And God, I hope not. I really don't. But at that point, that will be the end of, end of Biden. Uh, he, I, I believe he will, he'll be impeached immediately if that occurs. So I think that's another reason why I say this administration is going to do any damn thing that the Taliban wants them to do. And uh, I think uh, all eyes, uh, all across the world right now are focused on what's going on over there, and it's really, really sad. And uh, I wanted to uh, basically, this is uh, our good friend Hacky Sack earlier. Apparently she came back from her vacation, and uh, she uh, had a few words to say at the press conference. And like I alluded to earlier, you know, she was questioned by the news media. They're actually starting to ask tough questions all of a sudden. I don't know the reason that is, but uh, take a listen to what the press secretary has to say. Uh, Not much, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what the hell. Uh, You can talk now. I give you permission. (laughs) Uh, Speaker. Speaker, for all, ever hold your peace in mask. Well, I guess we'll have to uh, do a little refresh on that. Anyways, um, and this is uh, this was earlier today, I believe. Here you go. What's going- one more? I know we all tried to ask Jake this question, but can you 
offer any guarantee to the Americans and Afghan allies that if they remain there past the end of the month, U.S. troops will help them evacuate well, past the end of the month. Weisha, our, our focus right now is uh, undoing the work at hand and on the task at hand, and that is day by day getting as many American citizens, as many SIV applicants, as many members of a vulnerable population who are eligible to be evacuated to the airport and out on planes. Uh, and we're going to do that in an expeditious fashion. That is the focus of the President, of our Secretary of Defense, of our Secretary of, of State, uh, and everybody on our national security team. Uh, so that, that is where we will keep our efforts. Go ahead. So there you go. Let's, she, I got a question slightly. Yeah. Serious question. She said, our work right now is undoing the task at hand. What does she mean, undoing the task at hand? I can only speculate uh, what the ta undoing the task at hand. Uh, maybe uh, fixing the major fuck up that's occurred over there. Uh, I don't know what else she could be alluding to. I don't either, but it was weird the phrase that she, undoing the task at hand. Well, I think I, what she meant to say was uh, we're, we're currently uh, working with the Taliban to see what their demands are so we can get our people home. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what she meant. I don't know. It was just a little weird verbiage. I, I didn't quite understand it. Yeah. But it's uh, very disturbing that she doesn't want to make any guarantee that uh, all of the Americans will come back to the United States. I'll tell you what. If there were Israelis over there, Israel would guarantee they were out and they would get their ass out safely. Right. When you have when you have your own citizens in a foreign land that's being taken over by terrorists. Don't you have an obligation to uh, your citizens? Well, especially when you uh, promise their security and safety for the past 20 years. Yeah. And, and, you know, we spoke on this before. I mean, this occurring to men and women uh, of the of the armed forces that are over there. Uh, in addition to, you know, um, people that work at the embassy and stuff like that. Yeah, I think people need to realize and understand those aren't vacationers that are stuck over there. Those no. are people that went over there with promises from the U.S. government, whether they were employed directly by the U.S. government or, like you said, as private contractors. Yeah, they're all working uh, for the government. And uh, in return, uh, you know, they should be made sure that their safety is top priority. And if the government, if this administration is not going to show the respect that they deserve and do whatever it takes to bring them home safely, how, how you know, I continue to say, how is this going to continue to affect men and women of wanting to join the armed forces? Well, instead of paying the, ta the terrorists, just let's go back to Israel, pay Israel to do our dirty work for us because they sure as hell know how to deal with terrorists. They do. And, you know, I, I heard comments uh, on the radio station and stuff like that from people that, I mean, I think their intentions are well. They're like, well, just go over and drop bombs. Folks, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's not going to work because these terrorists are in communities with, you know, women, children all across the country. So if you're, if you're all about trying to, oh, well, that's, that's easy. Just drop bombs. Then I guess you're okay with killing, you know, innocent women and children. It'd be like trying to shoot the fox while he's in the hen house. You're going to get some hens with that one. You, you can't you, do it. You definitely, yeah. You're, you're going to kill uh, who you're intending to kill, but uh, what about the other casualties that are not needed? That's, uh, that's very, that's, it's a very difficult situation. And like I said, that is the only solution that Joe Biden has at this time, is to give in to terrorists. And that's what he's exactly doing by saying that 
like I said, uh, he's going to depend on them for the safe passage of Americans back to this country. And uh, do you think, I do have a question for you, though, Bert and Eric. Do you guys think that once this is resolved, maybe we should go, go back to paying attention to our borders for once? Eric, I'll, I'll go with you first. I would, think, I would think so, because, um, you know, Donald Trump, before, before he, his time in office ended, promised to, to build the wall because we, we're supposed to be a nation of borders and a nation of walls. That we are, and uh, it's, it's, it, it worries me. I mean, September 11th is coming. Uh, it's right around the corner, which is kind of, I don't know if there, it's irony that this is happening in Afghanistan at the same time. Obviously, you know, the Taliban, they're a bunch of terrorists, but they're more or less terrorists over in Afghanistan. They don't give a shit what happens here in the United States. Al-Qaeda and all the rest of them and all that, those are the ones we have to worry about. But uh, with the flood of millions of illegal immigrants coming into this country, you have to, I mean, you have to realize that terrorists are coming across this bo- our borders right now. I guarantee it. No doubt in my mind. And if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris don't want to do a damn thing about it, I'm sorry, folks. It's getting to the point to the American people and the states themselves need to do something at the borders on their own. And I think Americans and State legislatures need to wake up and smell the coffee before this country uh, becomes worse than some places like Cuba or China. But anyways, I wanted to show you uh, the uh, strong women in Afghanistan as uh, they were continuing to to protest, uh, even though uh, they were being threatened by the the Taliban, uh, armed Taliban members. And I have to tell you, that takes some that takes some cojones right there. We were training the wrong sex when we were over there for 20 years. That's right. <laughs> right. I mean, oh, my gosh, that's that's uh, it's amazing how, you know, these gals that are out there protesting, even while the Taliban, you know, is armed with all of their gear and all that. Uh, yeah, like, think of that. What are you going to do to me? You going to shoot me? I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of. The way I feel about, you know, many things that, you know what, you're going to shoot me, shoot me, but I'll die at least, uh, you know, I'll die knowing that I had freedom till my death. I mean, think of that. They're out there with no weapons and look at them. Their faces aren't covered, which is part of their Sharia law that they enforce. Yeah. They're not, they're not accompanied by a male relative or any male for that fact, but they're standing there face to face with them when you got their own military ran like cowards and their government evacuated the country. Yeah, very, very strong women, and uh, kudos to, to them for standing up for what they believe in. And uh, hopefully uh, at this hour they remain safe and all that good stuff. So moving on, moving along from uh, Afghanistan. The administration of Joe Biden has other things up their sleeve. Now the Biden administration is pledging to crack down on schools that don't allow trans athletes in girls' sports. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me right. Yeah, he's going to get into the transgenderism in America. The administration has issued a, back to, a quote, back-to-school video for transgender students Tuesday, assuring them that discrimination will not be accepted on our watch. Only illegal immigration and terrorism, terrorists taking over countries. 
and uh, pledging to crack, uh, crack down on states seeking to ban transgender students from girls' sports, bathrooms, and receiving transition-related care. I don't understand what transition-related care is at schools, but maybe uh, medication. We'll I don't know. And uh, the article goes on to say, and this is uh, brought to us by our good friends at uh, Fox. In roughly a five-minute video, the Department of Justice Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights, Kristen Clark, Human and Health Services Assistant Secretary for Health, Rachel Levine, and Department of Education Acting Secret uh, Assistant Secretary of Civil Rights, Suzanne Goldberg, took turns assuring transgender students that they will that they have the Biden administration support. Quote, we want, to, we want you to know that we are looking out for you and we are here to protect your civil rights. In some places, people in positions of authority are putting up obstacles that would keep you from playing on the sports field, accessing the bathrooms, and receiving the supportive and life-saving care you made. We're here to say that's wrong and it's against the law. I really think that this administration has their fucking priorities ass backwards. We're, we're, we have an administration that's too concerned about transgender students. That's, that's what their focus is on, folks. Not about getting men and women back home safely from Afghanistan. Not protecting our borders. But they're too busy worrying about transgender People playing in girls' sports are utilizing the bathroom. That's what, that's what our society's come to. It's amazing. Right. Unbelievable. He hasn't said anything about having the backs of the people in Taliban, that's for sure. Yeah. Or, I mean, in Afghanistan. Right. He doesn't have the backs of them. He's not guaranteeing that they're going to come home safely. But we'll make sure that the children can play no matter if they want to uh, you know, have a sex change and play girls' sports. That's more important than anything else. Anyways, uh, Levine, who is, a, who is transgender, said that in the video that, quote, discrimination and bullying have no place in our nation's schools. I think we all can agree with that. I agree. We all learn better when we are in safe and welcoming environments. Okay, I can agree with that, too, but that has nothing to do whether uh, a person uh, is playing sports and has an unfair advantage, either. Exactly. Anyways, the... Uh, Roger Severino, the uh, senior fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center and former deputy of HHS Office for Civil Rights, slammed the administration's video as, quote, pushing unscientific ideologies. Back-to-school messages should be about seeking and learning truth, not pushing unscientific ideologies that hurt children and take away (laughs) parents' rights. I have to agree with that, too. School kids struggling with their male or female bodies should be treated with compassion and respect about, without forcing doctors to provide sterilizing surgeries and hormones or allowing biological boys to compete against and shower with girls. But that is exactly what the Biden administration is requiring. So there you go. That's, uh, that shows you the priorities of your president. Uh, and I say your president, uh, those wonderful liberals who uh, elected, even though it's hard to find any of them that uh, elected them, or even support him. I, uh, I actually put out a uh, Twitter uh, earlier this morning and basically said, hey, here's your chance, uh, liberals. Name me one thing 
that President Biden has done that you approve of? Anybody want to guess what the responses I got were? Yeah. Well, was, I, I think more than likely that their response would probably be the classic um, cop out of um, I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I vote against Donald Trump because um, because they're just so obsessed with calling him orange man bad and 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 and, and crying about how Donald Trump hurt their feelings. I mean, I mean, get over it, you liberal snowflakes. <laughs> but you know what? A, a comment made like that. I didn't vote for him. I voted against Trump. You would have been just as effective had you not voted at all. That's just such a ridiculous statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it really is. And I was actually, uh, oh, Prescott Bob to them, said, Trump is the boogeyman. Yep, orange man, bad. Uh, yeah, um, Prescott Bob says the one thing that he uh, approves of, <laughs> and I, I think he's joking, but he says uh, no rent payments. Uh, that's one thing uh, positive that Joe Biden's done for Americans and. Uh, Prescott, Bob, take one of those and go back in your corner, sir. Positive, positive for who? The renters. Yeah, the, the people not having to pay the rent, I guess. Wait, uh, wait. They still voted twice. Well, we're still waiting to hear about that, but we have more information coming up in a in a little bit about that. Um, moving on to another subject. I, I know I was going to go somewhere else with it, but we can wait for tomorrow. And uh, basically, and give you food for thought. Tomorrow we're, we'll talk about how this country seemingly is going in a direction where we will eventually have an emperor. Think about that. Um, next on the agenda uh, for you football fans, football is around the corner. And, uh, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders last year, since with COVID-19, they weren't able to have fans in the stadium. Uh, nobody has, uh, up until this year, has gotten to go in to watch a, a game inside the brand new stadium in Las Vegas. But uh, this upcoming year, they will. Uh, but there's kind of one little thing uh, that football fans in Las Vegas need to realize. Uh, and that is the NFL's Raiders will require fans to show vaccination proof or get the jab at the entrance. What? Oh, yeah. That's, that's what's coming out of Las Vegas, Nevada right now. They, I mean, uh, the car doesn't surprise me, but the jab does. Yeah, they're, they, they're going to set up a booth right there at the gate. So, uh, hey, if you haven't been jabbed and you want to come in, uh, you're more than welcome to get a jab <laughs> and walk through. Man. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> He's speechless. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the, the Raiders are requiring all spectators at home games in upcoming NFL season to show proof of vaccination document or get inoculated against the Chinese Communist Party virus at Allegiant Stadium prior to the home games. The announcement came hours after Nevada Governor Sisolak, a Democrat, said on Monday that large events in the state will require people to show that they have been vaccinated. All fans are able to provide the documentation through the Clear mobile app, are cleared to enter the stadium, and don't have to wear a mask, the team announced in a statement. So basically, they're going to check your name against the database is what's going to happen. Well, Jess brought up a good point. What good does it do to get the vaccine when you're walking in? You could be walking in with COVID at that point. And a stronger case of it, because the vaccine is supposed to lessen the, the potency of it. So... I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but it's like the rest of this plan stupid. Well, here's the other thing. And, and you know, I, I like to play devil's advocate. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what about um, 
as you guys have seen over the past week or two, you have individuals that have been vaccinated that have COVID-19. So can someone please explain to me what this is accomplishing by allowing only vaccinated people in? Um, because vaccinated people, it's clearly shown that they can still have COVID. So I don't think you're doing really any, anything successful. All you're well, doing is making sure that you inoculate people that don't want the shit in their body. Slightly. They're shaming the people who are not vaccinated that they cannot participate in public events like they used to. So they can shame them into getting the vaccination, whether they want to do it or not, because they want to be part of the crowd. They want to play with their peers. Yeah, that, exactly what they're doing. I agree with you 100%. They're, you know, the divide, the divide uh, is even pushed even further with, with the uh, inoculations. Mm-hmm. If you're not one of those that have been vaccinated, you're a bad person. Yep. How dare you step outside of your house? You're horrible. It's almost, it's almost getting to the point to where people uh, are going to start selling, uh, you know, basically claiming people that are unvaccinated that, I don't know, they're the, they're the plague. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. I could too. But it's interesting when some find out that people that had COVID, uh, you know, which have the natural immunity now forever, whoever knows how long, but they'll make comments about, well, you got to go get the vaccine. It's like, why? I've got better immunity than you do because I get God's immunity. You got a man-made and they're finding out that the natural immunity from catching COVID is stronger than the vaccines that they're giving people. Right. And that's the other thing that's surprising me is now all of, all of a sudden, within like 48 hours, now the, the government and everybody's all on board about pushing and rushing top-up booster shots. They're going to yep. be required. So, you know, you, you've been vaccinated. Uh, you were told that you were going to be able to get rid of your mask once you got vaccinated. That was the big lie that uh, government gave to all of the citizens of this country. And you've done as you've been told, you wonderful, great little sheep. And now you still have mass. But wait, we're not done. We need to pump you with some more of what you got. But it's, if you back up, they were saying, okay, this is a two-shot process. Then they said, well, you don't really need your second shot. The first shot is effective enough. So we went from you got to have two to one is effective enough to now all of a sudden you got to have three. Mm -hmm. Where does it end? They're Uh, just pissing in the wind. Well, Pert, I I have an answer for you. When you ask, when does it end? When does any horrible government idea or anything that they implement ever end? I don't really want to answer that because (laughs) we could get kicked off Podbean. Yeah, you're right, Just Duck. Just Duck has the answer. Very good job. It ends when you're dead. Well, we're we're broadcasting on YouTube. Surprise, surprise. Oh, my God. Are we really? Oh, boy. Oh, as long as we don't don't get our third strike, but we can always start slightly serious 2.0 there if we have to. Wing and a miss. Oh, my (laughs) God. Uh, Yeah, we probably get our third strike uh, by now. I don't know how we even got back on. But you would probably have had to have went on hiatus for like 90 days to get that second strike removed again, unless unless they decided um, slightly serious. um, We we decided we're going to uphold your second strike. Oh, my God. I almost feel like I, I almost feel like I should shut out that shut down the stream already. Oh my goodness. Do you have an ex-boyfriend that works at YouTube slightly? Is that what's going on? I don't think so. No. Not that I know of. Uh, maybe it's revenge, you know. I don't know. Yeah. 
um, I'm going to, well, nobody's over there right now. So I'm shutting down YouTube. <laughs> We'll stay, on our, we'll stay on our hiatus for a while. Uh, that way they don't cancel the entire account. Slightly is self-quarantining. <laughs> I am self-quarantining. I'm behaving. I'm making sure that all of our YouTube uh, family is uh, safe and sound and not getting quote-unquote fake news and, uh, and all that good stuff. Anyways, I'm, I'm taking a look at photos of what's for dinner tonight. And it looks extremely delicious right now. Oh my goodness! I can't wait. And and I think we got to remind our YouTube friends to join us over on oh on D Love, unless they're already over on Twitch. Tell Big Sexy's got to make enough for all of us to share. I like that one. Uh, uh, Perwi says you need to make sure you have enough to share with everybody. <laughs> there, he, uh, uh, Big Sexy said they are pretty big breasts. And I know he's got enough pots there to to cook in. So <laughs> that he he's got plenty of pots. You just need, he just needs more ovens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We'll let you know what's going on with vaccine cards. Uh, uh, stick around. We'll be right back. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, then offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right. Welcome back. Yeah, I see in the chat that there's people out there in need of vaccine cards. And uh, the only legal way to acquire one of those is to go get the jab. Um, it's up to you. Um, but uh, anyways, the first and story. Remember, oh, what, what's that? Well, I was going to say, and remember, don't try to sneak into Canada with a fake one. And now don't try to sneak into Hawaii with a fake one. Yes, don't sneak into Hawaii with one because there's a Florida couple. You know, uh, I don't know. if per, do, you you. Know, do you know of these people? I, I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, a Florida couple has been busted in the state of Hawaii with fake vaccination cards. Now, the interesting story about this is how the guy, his name is Enzo, and uh, his wife or girlfriend or his female companion, at least uh, that's what we believe she identifies as, uh, she received, they both received fines. Now, Enzo received a $2,000 fine for having a fake vaccination passport. But Daniela, she received her fine was $6,000. <laughs> now, I think I kind of figured it out. Figured, yeah, figure, figured it out. <laughs> That's great. I did figure out why, I believe, though, because they did have two children with them, both under the age of 12. But they had vac uh, fake vaccination cards for the children, too, which, according to the report, they're assuming that maybe that was the tip off that the cards were indeed fake. But, yeah, because they were young. Yeah, they were like two and four years old, I think it was. And so I think that they penalized Daniela for the children's fines. You know, because if you think about it, it's $2,000 per vaccination card. Well, if you give her 2000 and then 4000 for the two kids. Yeah, one of the reports I read did state that, that she got fined three times because she was the one carrying the uh, cards for the two children. Yeah, so uh, you know, to 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 make it, put it ease all of the people saying, "Oh, that's sexist." I think that was the reason. But anyways, we don't advise anybody to go out and get fake vaccination cards. Um, if you're that really, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the frustrations uh, that you're in some states that you're prohibited from what going to the grocery store, the movie theater, the bar. Yep. Uh, Las Vegas, you're going to be prohibited from going to the NFL games. Um. 
hey, that's that's the price you pay, I guess. If uh, I mean, I know I'm willing to uh, accept that for the time being, um, but I, I, I'm not going to incur uh, fines of $2,000 at a time. And you also have some politicians out there basically threatening to throw your ass in jail here pretty soon, saying that it's going to be a federal crime. And the NFL is doing that at a time when they've already upset their viewers last year with all this national anthem stuff. And now with the naming of the two anthems this year, they've upset more. And now they're throwing this on top. It's almost like they're just trying to drive away their base. Yeah. And I, I agree. I mean, there's only so much, how much crap can you throw at people before you're like, you know what? They just turned their back on you. I mean, we've seen in Chicago, we've seen the police officers turn their back on Lori Lightfoot. We know how yeah. that's going. But at the end of the day, I mean, people, uh, especially sports fans, are going to have enough. And the ratings over the past few years, they show the direct correlation of what's going on in society and how politics is getting pushed in into entertainment. And people are not having it. So um, the other one, uh, a Chicago pharmacist has also been arrested uh, for selling real COVID-19 vaccination cards online. See, the only place I had ever seen vaccinations for sale online was from a, a company called DH Gate. Hint, hint, Mr. T. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not advocating anything. The .com, .net, .org? Yeah, I think it's dhgate.com. Uh, basically, okay. it's, it's kind of like the eBay uh, uh, out of China. And uh, oh, they, yeah. they sell these things. But this pharmacist out of Chicago was arrested for selling authentic cards. And uh, his name is Tang Tang Zhao. He's 34. He allegedly sold 125 authentic Centers for Disease Control and Prevention vaccine cards for $10 a piece. Uh, said the DOJ uh, is what they said in a news release on Tuesday. Zhao is accused of selling the vaccination cards in about 11, to 11 different buyers. Uh, he said, uh, the goes on to say, quote, knowingly selling COVID vaccination cards to unvaccinated individuals puts millions of Americans at risk of serious injury or death. That's what the FBI special agent in charge, Emerson Bowie Jr. said in the statement on the arrest. So does that mean it's okay to sell um, authentic vaccination cards to people that have already been vaccinated? And what if those vaccinated people just hand them out to people that are unvaccinated? Then there's no sales. I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Don't, uh, don't, uh, you know. All yeah. right, Lucifer. Yeah, I know. Anyways, to put such a small price on the safety of our nation is not only to an insult to those who are doing their part in the fight to stop COVID-19, but a federal crime with serious consequences. So, anyways, like I've said, and I'll reiterate once again, do not utilize fake vaccination cards. Don't make them up. Don't. Don't photocopy them. Don't Photoshop them. You really want a damn vaccination card, go get a jab. Hell, at, an, at a, a street corner near you at this time. I mean, there's probably, at this point in our society, there's probably more vaccination sites than there are crack dealers on the streets of America. So. And slightly, it looks like they pulled that listing, but you can still get a card protector for your immunization card on that oh. website. Oh, wow. Well, that's yeah. good. So you can, you can protect the legal slash illegal card you bought. There you go. Well, it could also be good, be uh, a good use for as like a po uh, pocket protector for like pens and pencils and stuff. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Anywho, um, moving on. 
Here was an interesting last-minute catch that I got, and it was a very interesting article. And it's from the Epic Times, and it's an exclusive on a Space Force officer who was punished after denouncing Marxism, and uh, he's now left the military. And uh, the space officer who was removed from his command post for condemning Marxism and critical race theories leaving the military. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lomier told the Epic Times Times' American thought leaders that, this is, that his last day of service is September 1st. Quote, I wrote a letter to then Acting Secretary of, Air, of the Air Force explaining certain circumstances, which I don't plan on making public, but also requesting an early retirement and a separation honorably from the service. And uh, he went on to say, they've denied me an early retirement, but agreed that they would separate me. And so my family and I have decided that the best course of, course of action for us right now, that is, it is the best course of action right now, given the circumstances. He says, quote, I believe I am able to continue serving my country outside of the service and out of uniform, perhaps in a better way than I was able to, given the circumstances in uniform at the moment. Lomier plans to accept public speaking engagements and offer consulting services as he exits the military and says he's received a slew of invitations to various events and conferences in the recent months. Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting, Space Operations Commander, relieved Lomier of his command of a squadron in May. Quote, due to loss of trust and confidence in his ability to lead. That's what the Space Force said at the time. Whiting made the move because of remarks Lomier made on a podcast. He also ordered an investigation into whether the comments constituted prohibited partisan political activity. Lomier published a book warning about the spread of Marxism and critical race theory in the military and was on the podcast promoting the book. During the appearance, Lomier claimed that the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was promoting diversity, inclusion, and equity which he and others have said are, quote, rooted in critical race theory, which is rooted in Marxism. So he's uh, getting out of the military and all that. But at what point in time, uh, you know, now apparently uh, our military men and women uh, in uniform, apparently they don't have, they don't have the freedom to express their, their thoughts anymore. And not a time we need to be losing troops. Right. But do you find it uh, kind of a little harsh that, you know, a, a gentleman, hell, he's in the Space Force. He's got to be a very smart astronaut. <laughs> no pun intended. But, I mean, he, he can't even come out and say what's on his mind or how he feels. Oh, it's just like the teachers union. Remember, we were going over that about a week or so ago. The teacher quit because she was told you couldn't speak your own mind, even in your own private home. Right, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, prior to him quitting, they took him off the job just because he was on a podcast, you know, telling them his thoughts of how this country is going towards critical race theory, which is a part of Marxism. You get booted for that? Well, and that's, that's kind of like socialism and communism, too, not letting you speak your mind, so. It's unbelievable. I know, it I is. I, uh, I thought about that, and uh, that really disturbed me. Anyways, moving on to some lighthearted news. Janet Yellen has three reasons why Biden's trillions in spending won't destroy the economy. I haven't read this yet, but uh, I'm very interested to know how she doesn't think that it's going to destroy us. Anyways, last week, uh, obviously, as you guys know, the Senate approved a trillion dollars, and they're about ready to spend $3.5 more. 
Yellen wrote an opinion piece on the Yahoo Finance on Tuesday explaining why President Biden's economic agenda to boost the middle class, <laughs> according to her, and create jobs is not too much spending, contrary to Republican lawmakers' arguments. She noted that 40 years of underinvesting in public goods, such as national paid leave and child care, have pushed women out of the labor force and increased racial and gender pay gaps. And Biden's economic plans could give Americans the economy they, quote, should and can have. Uh, goes on to say, quote, I question whether we can, can if we remain a country where renting a home eats up the lion's share of your paycheck and owing Owning one is out of the question, where young people can't gain the skills to compete in the job market because they can't afford the tuition bill, or where Americans make a choice, have a children, have children, or have a job. And uh, here's the reasons that she gave, and uh, we'll briefly go over those. According to Yellen, real, real interest rates are negative. Now is the time economically to be making investments real. Real interest rates are negative, meaning borrowers are credited instead of, instead of paying it to lenders, and the Congressional Budget Office expects interest rates to stay low for at least a decade. Uh, the next one is tax increases will, not go, will go to the wealthy and corporations, not American families. She says Biden's proposals are fiscally responsible. The investments are spread out over time and are paid for by raising taxes on the wealthy and corporations without impacting those making 400000 And my rebuttal to this is, okay, you might be correct. They might be taxing the rich a lot more money. But put yourself in the uh, people that, you know, put yourself up in the 1% of being rich. If someone's coming to you and say, you know what, you know, that uh, $5 million in taxes that you're paying is not enough. We're going to we're going to tack on another 20 million dollars a year. Are you just going to sit there and take it up the butt? Hell no you're not. You're going to pass that down to everybody else that's buying your products and services. Uh unless you're a fucking idiot or just leave the country. Or you could leave the country and uh have um, you know thousands of people lose their jobs. That's also an option too. Just go to another country and set up shop. So this is not common sense, folks. It's all, it's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, nobody in their right mind is just going to say, oh, okay, oh, here's, here's uh, the 20 extra million dollars without making up for it on the other end. And that could be either charging more for goods and services, or it also could be lowering wages of American workers to make up for what they're losing. Just saying. It's common sense, folks. It's economics. Apparently, these people are not very well-versed in economics, or they know that whatever bullshit that they feed you, you're just going to buy. I haven't figured out which. Maybe a combination of both. How ironic would that be if it resulted in lowering of wages when they pushed so hard to get the wages increased? Yeah. No, it, I, I, it, it would be. You know, aside from it affecting real American families, it's, it's almost laughable. I mean, I wouldn't laugh at the situation, but it's... No, I that's mean, what I'm saying. They're defeating their own purpose. And you, you know what? It, <clears throat> it's, it's one of those things in the back of my mind. As bad as I would feel if that were to happen for families in America, especially for those that voted this idiot into office, 
to those people, I wouldn't feel very bad, honestly. If yeah. you're that fucking stupid, to put someone in an office, you, you deserve what you're getting. That's, you know, I, it, I know it's harsh, but at, at the end of the day, it's reality. Anyways, the other uh, reason why she says uh, it's not such a bad thing, uh, spilling, spending trillions of dollars, is that it will be a lot more expensive to not invest in infrastructure. The opportunity cost of not making Biden's proposed investments is high. We've proven, we, excuse me, we've grown used to America as the world's greatest economic power, but we aren't destined to stay that way. The price, of, the price tag of Biden's American jobs plan was originally $2 trillion, but moderate and Republican concerns on the plan being too costly led to a bipartisan agreement that ended up cutting over half the cost of the president's initial plan. Um, those cuts included care economy, care economy measures like elder care and climate initiatives that are now in the Senate Democrats' reconciliation bill. Because climate, you know, because, you know, obviously climate initiatives is infrastructure, right? <laughs> uh, so well, I saw somewhere where Pelosi said they don't have the votes to block any of that either. It's going to be very interesting what happens uh, with this uh, $3.5 trillion bill, to be honest with you. I, you know, the Democrats are all about, well, we're not going to finalize the $1 trillion until we get the $3.5 trillion passed. Jeez. It's an all or nothing type deal, they say. And to that, I tell them, I give them two middle fingers, uh, two, two, two fingers up, not two thumbs up. If you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? That is, isn't that idiotic, stupid, ignorant, idiotic, stupid, but it's also liberal. No, no, it's uh, blackmail. How, uh, how is that legal? We're not going to do this until you do this. Because it's, it's the government. Anything's legal if you are the government. Oh, that's right. It, it's, it's only enforced if you're one of the pawns in the game of chess. That's right. Okay. I got it. They've got the double stack checkers, so they can move in any direction they want. We're just the one stack checkers. Producer Eric, do you agree with uh, Janet Yellen and uh, her reasonings behind uh, being okay with spending trillions of dollars? <laughs> by, by reading that story there, um, you know, when I sent it to you, it's almost like, um, you know, she, she wants to echo what, what Obama had, had previously told, like former House Speaker John Boehner and company a few years ago, we don't have a spending problem, we have a healthcare problem. So, you know, they, 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 they think um, spend, spending taxpayer money like it's going out of style is all the rage. Well, you know what we have? We have a common sense problem in our country. Exactly. That's what the hell we have. We have uneducated people going out, voting for incompetent people in the name of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who turn on the TV and whatever word is spoken is like the word of God to these people. And it's, it's I mean, my God, I, I can't believe some of these people even, I, that I have to share the road for these people, to the, with these people. I mean, they're that idiot. They're such idiots. And, you know, it's, I, I, I'm amazed. And what's scarier is that our children that are going to school right now, and God only knows what they're being taught, aside from racial, you know, critical race theory. But, I mean, you think that the, you know, 20-year-old kids and stuff like that 
don't have a brain to think for themselves as it is. Just wait another 15 years, folks. You know, the kids are probably being indoctrinated like some of them are over in North Korea and communistic countries where if your mother and father are saying this or doing this, you need to turn them in and be a, a good person, you know, and, and be a patriot. And this is really what's what's best for our country. And I'm sure it's in some regard or some aspect being taught. Yeah, I, I believe, excuse me, I believe, I believe you're 100% right on that. I, I also think that the, the other flip side of that, you know, you, you might have someone like President Trump, and we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about this tomorrow. But say you have someone like President Trump who may come out and make a statement of, oh, uh, you know, in regards to a news reporter saying that, oh, my God, that guy, that all that bullshit is fake news. He, in, he deserves to end up in prison. The scary part is when you go back, if that were to be on, say, Twitter or something like that, and read the comments, the dangerous and scary part about that is half of the comments support that. They would be okay with an official throwing a news reporter in jail. And that is, not, that is also not a road that we should be taking either. You don't want to have a, uh, a society where a politician, for whatever the reason, can do whatever the hell they want. So yeah. I think no, I agree. But the, 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 the press does need to be held accountable for what they put in print and say in print as a news reporter. Right. No, I, I agree with, the, with as far as, the, you know, the reporting of press and stuff like that. Uh, I think throwing them in jail and stuff like that's a little, a little excessive. But you know what? You, you know, you have to have a, a permit or a license to do this, that, and another. Yeah, revoke well, their permit. Uh, yeah, press well, reporters should have a permit. Well, they do. Hey, they have press you, credentials. Then they need to be stripping them of those when they right. report those kind of things, and they haven't been doing that. Right, and I would be a big fan of that, uh, but... You know, uh, those are things that, uh, you know, sometimes uh, can be a part of society when you, uh, you know, have a dictator or something like that. Well, Thank you for throwing tater in there. Taters. Oh, I love tater tots. Mm. You guys like tater tots or french fries? Honeybee's a tater tot person. I'm not much of tater tots. Really? Well, hash browns. She likes hash browns. Hash browns. Hash browns are good, too. They're hard to hit. For me, they're hard to make. I'll eat up sometimes if they're really crispy. Mm, the crispy is the best way to go. Kind of like a chip. Nothing like a nice crispy hush browns. Mm. There you go. A little bit of hot sauce. Oh, yeah. Last story of the night. Everyone's uh, been wondering, well, what the hell is going on in Arizona? We told, yes. we're, we're always told next week, next week, oh, maybe next month. Well, the Yahoo News is reporting that uh, the Arizona Senate president says Maricopa audit report. <laughs> it's being prepared still. I yeah. thought it was already being prepared. I thought it was prepared. <laughs> they're, they're preparing the preparedness. They're preparing for prepared uh, statements and all that. Arizona Senate President Karen Fan provided a brief update on the progress of a report on the 2020 election audit conducted in Maricopa County. Republican leaders said the companies contracted to conduct the review, led by Cyber Ninjas, are putting together a report on their findings from the audit, which has been subject to increased uh, intense criticism by county officials and others, including Arizona Secretary, Secretary of State, uh, State Katie Hobbs, who has passed the audit as a political stunt. 
confirming audit companies are preparing the draft report to present to the Senate team. Senate team will then review for accuracy and clarity for final report, which will be released publicly. That's what she said in a report on Monday. Fan was responding to a Twitter account that warned people to be aware of a tweet appearing to quote former Overstock CEO Patrick Byron, a supporter of the audit, saying the report is being finished and delivered to the state Senate next week. So, I don't know. It continues to say that once Arizona delivers our preliminary report, it is up to the rest of the states to do forensic audits and issue their reports. We don't need to keep pushing. Don't let big states like Florida, Texas, or Ohio slide, she said. And uh, so, yeah, it's the waiting game. And uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe before we die, we'll know what happened in Arizona. Probably like the Kennedy assassination. Are, are, are they waiting for Mike Lindell to go to Arizona? Maybe then they can release uh, what the audit is. Are they waiting <laughs> for him to get his votes in? I don't know. Welcome back to the show there, Dark Bear. My, my only question to you folks, for all those that are still excited to receive the audit, what is it that you're going to be excited about? Okay. My question to you is, all right. It's proven that there was fraud in Maricopa County. What next? That's why I'm not, you know, I'm really not. It's not like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. We're not going to do anything about whatever they found anyway. Right, exactly. I mean, it's just like, you know, Mike Lindell going around around town claiming this, that, and the other. Dude, save your money. Focus on your business at the at this point. Save all the money to give to Donald Trump's 2024 campaign. It, it would probably do more good than wasting it, pissing it away. Or um, Ron DeSantis. Or Ron DeSantis. Yeah, don't, don't forget about, don't uh, leave Ron out of this. Oh, one final uh, little uh, news blurb. The liberals are probably disgustingly loving this, but it is, uh, was announced earlier this afternoon that Governor Abbott in the state of Texas has contracted COVID-19. So, yeah, I saw that. Hopefully he is doing well at this hour. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's what, you know, I say how liberals could be laughing and all that. And that would be really sick because I don't give a shit whether you're liberal, conservative, you're an American. And I would hate for anybody to die, no matter what your political beliefs are. Well, some of those already came out when you had people in the Republican, Republican Party contracted commenting, is it wrong to wish they would die? I forgot who it was, but it was some lady over on the liberal side. And it's like, really? Yeah. It's, it's still a human being, whether or not they agree with your politics or not. Right, exactly. Uh, a human life is a human life no, no matter what. And uh, as much hatred that I have for some politicians, I wouldn't even wish that it upon them, to be honest with you. No, they don't have to die. Just go away. Yeah, go. go uh, yeah, I don't know. Where, where should we send them? Though? I, I've often wondered where we should send them. Swimming with the fishes? Oh, no, that's, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's somebody else. Uh, the Dark Bear says, we are all American. If the boat sinks, we all drown together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, maybe we can send them to Uranus. That's <laughs> good. Scary to oh, that, that, that's, that's Dennis Lee's line. Yeah. Scary to think about it as a boat analogy when you got a person leading the country whose oars aren't all the way in the water, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, but, I hear that. 
Go ahead, Eric. But I guess if any of them were pale like Casper the Friendly Ghost, you, you'd probably tell them, disappear, ghost. <laughs> we, we, I don't think Casper the Ghost uh, is allowed to be around anymore. Oh. I know, right? Yeah, he got canceled. He's too white. <laughs> Did you like uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost? Oh, well, the 1995 film, you know, was pretty good. Um, it, it, I mean, I love his uncle, Stretch, Fatso, and Stinky. Uncle I used to have the original comic books when I was little. Uncle Stretch. I had never heard that. So tonight's dinner is uh, chicken with uh, peanut butter sauce. Have you ever had that part? That's very similar to something Honeybee and I get at, uh, was it P.F. Chang's? Mm-hmm. It sounds like it anyway. Very good. We're going to take our last break. We're going to come back. We're going to do some trivia tonight. We're doing it a little differently, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. All right, so since it's been two months since any of our audience members have been able to beat Pertwee, we're changing it up a little bit. And uh, tonight, we're going to allow the quiz, the whiz quiz, or the quiz whiz of everyone, producer Eric, to go up against Pertwee in a one-on-one battle. I got, tw- um, I have 20 questions that I will be asking both of them. And... Uh, mm-hmm. In the chat, put a one if you think Eric is going to win, or two if Pertwee's going to win. And I'm normally used to emceeing it, but um, for the record, um, it just seems like our audience participation has kind of fallen off. But, but, but I guess in regards to our friend Lady Me, um, you know, family comes first. You know, given like circumstances that she's been dealt, and then, and we know that, you know, Jack and Michaela, we know they're not coming back. Um, I mean, we loved having Sermenti around, didn't we? Oh, yeah. No, Sermenti's awesome. And uh, I hope he's doing all right, but hopefully he, he comes back or, or he's got burning or itching ears to come back at some point. Ho- hopefully, yeah. And hopefully the, the burning and itching isn't from any bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, those, uh, part, those, those uh, folks, hopefully we'll see them back soon. Uh, Producer Eric, I have all the faith in the world in you tonight, so please do not let me down. Yes, you can uh, news and can you, uh, Dark Bear wants to say, can we news in chat? You can do whatever the hell you want in chat. News or snooze? I don't know. Snooze. Oh, answer. Yeah, you can. If you you can answer in chat, of course you can. But I can't tell you if you're right or wrong till one of them gets it right. All right. First question of the night. What's the biggest animal in the world? And Hurtwe. Pertwee. That would be me. Yes. Blue whale. <laughs> Very good. Wow. And, and like I said, um, the answers that I have in my hand, uh, regardless if they're right or not, they're the official answer tonight. Yes, comrade. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. Oh, I got to get a scoreboard going. Um, okay. So next question is going to be, For one point, put the following Kardashian Jenners in order of age, oldest to youngest. 
Chloe, Kylie, Rob, Courtney, Kendall, Tim, Chris. Eric's got that one. <laughs> I, I could probably put it in um, put it in chat easily. If you guys want to put it in chat, that's fine as well. Do you need, Pert, uh, do you need the names again? Yes, because I can't remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you have, here are the, uh, the names. Chloe, Kylie, Rob, Courtney, Kendall, Tim, and Chris. I'll just put them in order by names, by age, oldest to youngest. Oldest to youngest. Go ahead. You said Chris, too? Yes, Chris. Oh, oh, well, Chris is their mother, so she would be older than Courtney. So Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Rob, Kendall, Kylie. Very good. That's all I got out. So I was. All right. Oh, um, and Chris is spelled with a K, by the way. Yes, Chris is spelled with a K. They're all K's. But, but I don't think you're going to take off her spelling, though. Well. No, I, I won't take off her spelling. Jastuck says, why do I need to know that? Uh, you don't. And, I, and if you know that, uh, you know, you're, you're I prefer to call them the Kartrashians versus the Kardashians. <laughs> I know a lot of useless stuff, but that's not one. Well, there you go. So we're tied at one. Does anybody even watch that show or does anybody watch Brody Jenner on the Hills? No, I don't. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. I'm with you slightly. All right. Thank God I didn't subscribe to Cable or Satellite. Um, I would have already canceled them a long time ago. <laughs> number Question number three. Number three. How many times has Andy Murray won Wimbledon playing singles? <laughs> He's a is tennis. it a multiple choice? Wimbledon is tennis, by the way, Pertwing. No, I know that. Um, it is not multiple choice. But I can, I can give you a couple, uh, couple choices. I can give you Miles Rayonek, Novak Djokovic, or Andy Murray. And, well, you asked about Andy Murray. I'm going to wild stab oh. is not a multiple choice. Oh, I'm sorry. How many times has he won playing singles? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you multiple choice. One. I already know my guess. One, two, or three. Pertwee. Pertwee. Two. Two is correct. He beat uh, in 2013 and 2016. So. That was going to be my guess. If it was wrong, I wasn't going to guess again because I have no clue. That was a good guess. All right. Which country is Brie Cheese originally from? Oh, shit. Honeybee knows this one. I don't hear Eric. Are you there, Eric? Um, repeat oh. the question. How many, uh, which country is Brie Cheese originally from? Pertwee. Pertwee. Is it Germany? Is that your final answer? Yes, Alex. Final answer. That. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Pertwee. My last. Brie Pertwee. Paris. I mean, France. Not Paris. <laughs> yes, it is France. Oh. All right. Let's see. Next question. What year was the company Heinz established? Heinz, you know, the ketchup 
Yeah. Hurt we. Um, Hurt. Total guess, 1957? 1957 is incorrect. Eric? Um, I would probably say earlier. I'm going to go with 1937. That would also be incorrect. Lower. Hurt. Hurt. 1920. 1920 is not right. Lower, lower, earlier than 1920. Feel like we're playing prices right, Eric. Yeah, we are. We're playing the clock, <laughs> no, right. the clock game. Um, I'm my, my guess, Eric. I'm gonna say 1916. Uh, lower still. Hurt. Hurt. Ugh. 1901. Lower. Hurt. Hurt. 1889. No, that is incorrect. Lower. <laughs> Lower than that? Uh-huh. Holy cow. Eric, 1869. That's right. Way to Holy. go, producer Eric. I didn't realize it went back to the Civil War almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang. Um, That's crazy, isn't it? Dark uh, Bear, well, Dark, right, Dark Bear got that. that one, too, but I don't know whether he gets any points for that. Yeah, I'll keep an online tally for our, our viewers and uh, listeners as well. All right, so it's three to two right now. Pertwee's in the lead. And what? I don't even understand that one. I'm not. Throw it out. Yeah, throw it out. At the time of writing, which is May 2020, who is fifth in line to the British throne? I can't give you any clues because I don't, I don't. Oh God. What's that little twerp's name? I don't know. Think about it. Eric, I'm going to say, um, Prince, um, Louis. Prince Louis is correct. Prince Louis. Because it's William and Kate's, you know, third child. I I really had to, I had to pull that name out. Yeah. You put it the third child. Fourth is Charlotte, third is George, second is William, first is Charles. Wow. Wealth of knowledge. And then we know the current incumbent for the, for the monarchy right now is Elizabeth II. She's on my death pool. <laughs> That's she. <is. laughs> right? But, um, well, and then we'll, we'll probably have a reminder at the end of the show about the, the death pool. That we will. Next question is, what year did Margaret Thatcher die? Eric, it's 2013. 2013 is correct. They called her the Iron Lady, I believe. Do you know what uh, what uh, month of of uh, in 2013 she died? She died in April of that year, I believe, um, April 8th. Oh my God, Eric is amazing. That is correct. Right. Yeah. Um, next question. Who plays Del Boy Trotter in Only Fools and Horses? Never heard of that. Yeah, me either. <laughs> well, I thought it'd be a great question. I have never heard of that. Is that even? I bet a- Pertwee's probably doing Duck Duck Go on that one. Uh-oh. No, I've never even heard of. It. Okay, we'll pass on that. Nobody knows that. What does IPA stand for? And beer, like IPA. Um, um, hurt, hurt. Um, indie pale, indie pale ale. 
Mm. I, I'll give it to you. It's Indian Pale Ale. Indian um, Pale Ale. Okay. Close enough, I guess. My son-in-law could probably get that because he's into all those brew beer stuff. Yeah, I, I don't get into that. It's too heavy. For me. Next question is, which city had the first ever fashion week? Eric, I'm going to take a wild guess. Um, it's Paris, I believe. Uh, actually, hold on. Uh, Paris, let me see. You said Paris? Yes. Paris would be incorrect. Uh, Pert? Oh. <laughs> that was going to be my guess. Oh, no. Uh, that is incorrect. Any other, uh, any other question, uh, answers that you can come up with? Pertwee, Miami. <laughs> oh, Miami, you're getting close, but no, that isn't correct. It uh, is not in Europe. Oh, Pertwee. Pert. New York? That's right. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea about that. I was uh, kind of sure. If it was in Europe, the only other guess I would have had would have been Milan, Italy. Right. Yeah, yeah. that would have been a good one. I, I would have guessed uh, that as well. I, I couldn't see it being anywhere in Germany and don't know if I could see it being in London. Yeah, I would. I, if if I were to guess, I would have guessed what you and Pert were going to guess. Uh, what you guys guessed first, and that would be Paris. Other than that, I would have no idea. What is uh, the next question? Is what do you call a baby rabbit? Oh shit, we had that on here before, didn't we? I think so. A baby rabbit. What do you call a baby rabbit? What is a baby rabbit called? Aside from a aside from a baby's rabbit, a baby rabbit. Mm-hmm. No. Five seconds. You call you call it a kit. K I T. Or kit kittens. <laughs> K I T. Yeah, I had no idea about that. And I think we might have had that question as well. Next question. Typically. I love how it says typically. Typically, what is the strongest muscle in the human body? Pertwee. Pertwee. It's the heart. According to my answer, you're incorrect. The answer is incorrect. So it's yeah. not a vital organ, in other words. Well, I'm just reading the question. And, All right, and I'll, repeat, I'll pre repeat the question again. Okay. Unbelievable. Where'd it go? Typically, what's the strongest muscle in the human body? <sighs> the tongue is not correct. Not the heart either. It's a certain muscle. Just see is close. It's somewhere around there. Pert. Is just the, um, I don't always call it the jaw muscle in there where your jaws are. Yeah, that uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you. The question was, what is Big Sexy wants to know what the question is. The question was, what's generally speaking, what's the strongest muscle in the body? And the, the answer, uh, no, the, the correct answer actually is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but the, the masseter? Masseter, yes. Masseter, which is your jawbone. Uh, a, a muscle in the jaw. Jaw muscle. Jaw muscle. Right. So I'll go ahead and give that to, uh, to you. 
What what happened? Uh, uh, honeybee. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, honeybee guy. Well, ma- mandible is the jawbone. Yeah, this is just the muscle. I thought that was a country music instrument. Sounds like it, right? It does. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next question. Who painted the Mona Lisa? Eric. Eric. Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci is correct. All right. Uh, we'll do a scoring update right now. It's uh, neck and neck. Pertwee has six and Eric has five. We have nine questions to go. Next question is, how many minutes in a game of rugby are there? Oh, man, and I love rugby. Um, Pert. Pertwee. It's 80, isn't it? 80 is correct. I was going to say that, too. That's what I wish they'd bring to the state. Did you use football? Did you used to? Well, you know, football's almost dead. They might have to, uh, they might have no choice. <laughs> so, yeah. do you watch a lot of rugby, Pert? I watch it when I can. I always got to find it on the internet. Okay. It's, it's sometimes you can get it on TV, but it's like real early in the morning because, you know, they're playing different hours. Well, and I know the old man from the old man's podcast in the mornings has lightly had a cricket obsession. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't watched too much cricket or rugby or anything like that, but I hear it's fun. Oh, it's very popular in India, cricket is. Yeah. yeah. Wales is my favorite rugby team, just in case you're wondering. Oh, wow. I have no idea who plays on there. I'm sure they're pretty fantastic if you like them. I don't know any of the players. I just know that's, that's the team, and I like what I'm still learning the rules on it, but it's fun. Are you, are you generally like some people that watch football that don't know nothing about it? You just pick the team because of the name or the colors? Oh, no, football I, I know a little more about, but rugby, I, I'm still learning the game. Oh, okay. You know, some, some of the gay friends that I have, they, they, they watch football and they have a favorite team because so they, they like the pretty colors. Yeah, they picked a team with the prettiest helmet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Uh, and that is, who did Anne Hathaway play in Les Mis? Who did Anne Hathaway play in Les Mis? I'm shocked that Eric doesn't know this. Yeah, I don't even um, know that movie or show or whatever it was. You've never watched Les Mis? No. What? I cannot believe it. Well, isn't it like a it's musical like a, or something like that? It's like a musical, yeah. But they, they you know, it's a fantastic musical. Not a lot of me. I'm, I'm going to take a guess, Eric. Um, Eric. Fantine. Fantine, Fantine, same thing. Yeah. Duck, duck, go. Hey, when all else fails, make sure you use duck, duck, go instead of Google or any of the other damn idiots. Don't use Yahoo or Bing. Yes, exactly. Because th- th- those two and Google, th- th- I think that, that you get a lashing for those, right? That, that you do. We, we have those all, all day long. We'll give those to you. I know Bing was still around. Who? Bing. I didn't even know they were still around. Who's Bing? Bing, Microsoft search engine. Oh, I, I didn't even think of unless, that. Unless they have merged with Yahoo or Google, but, but we can just forget about them. Yeah, I'm like, who the hell's Bing? Bing like Bing Crosby? Yep. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I remember those Bing commercials from a few years ago of um, 
you know, p- people, you know, talking like zombies, like um, it's almost like they aren't like they're, they're human. If you remember those commercials, I was like painful to watch those. Yeah, no, it was. All right. This uh, All right, we could just throw those being commercials out the window. There you go. Next. Uh, next question is in regards to a food. Uh-huh. Question is. What fruit takes the scientific name Magnifera indica? Magnifera indica. <laughs> By uh, Perwee's honey, honeybee says, "If I had an android, you would have a bing." Sir, <laughs> that's the name of a fruit, Perwee. Eric, I'm gonna guess Pert. mango. What? I- Pert, I pert, pert, yeah, first. I did hear pert first. What is your guess, pert? Oh, mango, Florida Man, fruit. Yeah, mango is uh, correct. Did you duck duck go that? No, I, I did duck duck go it. Oh, okay. we're in Florida. Here in Florida, you should know what a mango is in Florida. That's, they're popular. We got one in our well, our neighbor has one in our backyard, but don't tell him we take ones that hang over the fence. Oh, oh, it um, it is a species of flowering plant in the sumac. And poison ivy family. Oh wow! I, yeah, don't get poison ivy. Poison ivy sucks. I got that as a kid. Poison sumac, poison oak is no fun either. Exactly. Next question: What does he stand for on the periodic? P, oh, excuse me. Let me reword this. What does H E stand for on the periodic table? Pertwee. Pertwee. Is it helium? It is. Yeah, and I'm sure y'all probably seen the trick with like, like if you suck in helium, it freezes your vocal cords, and and you sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yep, I used to do that as a kid all the time, and then I I lost too many brain cells, so I stopped. Did you ever suck in helium, uh, Pertwee? (laughs) Oh yeah, as as a kid, not me, unfortunately. Still, oh still, wow. But like in the Goodyear Blimp and, and other. You know, f- flying balloon objects, um, they use helium instead of hydrogen because if you think back to 1937, um, the Hindenburg disaster, and, and it was determined that hydrogen is explosive. All the humanity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So we're at nine to six. We got five questions to go. What did Evan Williams, Biz Stone, Noah Glass, and Jack Dorsey collectively create. Pertwee. Eric. Pertwee. Was it a bourbon? That is incorrect. Derek? I'm going to say Twitter. Twitter is correct. Oh, yeah, Jack Dorsey. <laughs> yeah. I, pur- I, purpose- I purposefully. Jack uh, the Dork Dorsey, in other words. Yeah, I purposefully uh, left Jack Dorsey's as being the last name, so nobody shouted out. All right. Next question. What month was Prince George born? <laughs> I like big sexy's uh, answer. Answer, there. yeah, it's a good answer. Prince George, um, what month was he born in? I mean, you got a one in twelve chance of uh, getting December is not correct. No guesses. All right, Pertwee. Pertwee. July, but I can't take the point. I did duck duck go that one to find out who the hell that little guy was. It was July. July 22nd, more specifically. Um, yeah, see, Eric gets the point because he got the date. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't the <laughs> 2013 was the year. 
Doesn't sound like I mean, who, who do y'all think he favors most? His mom or his dad? I don't even know who the hell he is. The mailman. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess you'd probably have to look at the picture and also study Kate and Williams' pictures. I'll study Williams. Anyways. <laughs> um, let's see. Next question. We have uh, what we have. We have four questions left. Eric, you need to get all four questions right to win. We're relying on you, Eric. <laughs> Here's the first one. And I swear, and I'll prove that I'm not making this question up, by the way, after the question is uh, put out there. What do the letters LGBTQ stand for? Pert, Eric. Oh, my God. I heard Pertwee first. LBG. You're not hearing me for some reason? No, because he's hearing me first. No, it, first. no it, was, it was right after you guys were like neck and neck. Lesbian, bi, gay. No, wait, LGBT. Lesbian, gay, bi. L G B T transsexual and five, queer five seconds. Yeah. yeah. There's so many letters there. I, I know. All right. Now, now uh, we're playing for a tie. Next question of the night is going to be which rapper's real name is Dylan Quabina Mills. I'll repeat the question. Dylan what? Which rapper's real name is Dylan Quabina Mills? Five seconds. Hurt. Hurt. Little Dill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know who the hell Little Dill is. I don't that know. That was funny. <laughs> Uh, hey, it was a pretty good chance. Um, Eric, I'm going to take a guess. Yes. Dizzy Rascal. Dizzy Rascal is right for the win. Oh, tell me you got that without Google talking. Come on. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, 10 to 8. Two more questions left. If you can time, we'll go to a tie-breaking question. What does the AC button on a calculator stand for? Pertwee. Pertwee. All clear. I think you're right. I have to look it up. Oh, I know I'm right. I was rolling <laughs> in the AC button. Yeah, that's, that is the, the correct answer. Which means this contest is all clear. Yay! That's right. <laughs> but we do have to uh, list the last question of the night. Yep. Who is older? No, that's too easy. I don't even know who the hell those people are. Who cares about who? Um, my last question is going to be, what is... Yeah, this is a good one. I don't think anybody's going to know this. What is the name of the school in sex education? What? What is the name of the school in sex education? Oh, that must be a movie or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a movie or a television show. But think about it. No? Anybody has No. No. All right, five seconds. The answer was. Did you get that? Uh uh. Honeybee says more dake. It was. Uh, it. Uh, she missed. It. She, that was a typo. Okay. It was called uh, moderate. So. Oh, moderate. 
Yes. Never heard of that. Yeah, me yeah, either. I, mean, I, I never watched Sex Education. I never followed it either. But you know, I never still, heard of that. I'm still alive. I must be doing something right. Anyways, uh, tonight the final score. Uh, Pertwee once again our champion by the score of eleven to eight. Uh, it was a very fun experience. That's right. Congratulations, Perk. Well, well, the trivia game I normally do, of course, I, I've already got the 21 questions re- ready to go, but I don't know if that'll be tomorrow or Friday or yeah, Thursday. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow night. Who knows? I, I think tomorrow night would be good. But um, I think we need to try and get Cummings and Mike and, and a couple other friends to join us. And um, if Sermenti is listening to this recording, hopefully, um, you know, we might have our speak of the devil moment. Right, exactly. But uh, and hopefully Jesse might join us. Yeah, Jesse joined us tonight, and uh, we appreciate everybody that joined us live tonight. And uh, for those that are listening, on we a- wish Scooter and Spanky would join us. But if they weren't on opposite us, that that would be a lot of fun, unless that they decide to join us one night to just promote their show. Yeah, like similar to how Chuck and Billy did. But and I'm trying to talk them into collaborating with Chuck and Billy as well. Well, we charge for advertisement on this show. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've, we've had Dennis Lee and Donald Wayne on before to promote Trice Talk and Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole, but I know their appearances on Podbean have been a little bit sporadic. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll invite everybody over, especially for those that might download the uh, download the podcast. Uh, you're more than welcome to join us tomorrow night. We'll go ahead and uh, schedule the trivia for tomorrow night, nine thirty. Eastern time tomorrow, and uh, we'll go around the table for some final thoughts tonight. Uh, Producer Eric? Well, um, but but I, I guess we'll probably still remain on the YouTube hiatus, of course. That way we don't wind up having our primary YouTube account banned to the point that we don't start Slightly Serious 2.0. Yeah, they, I'm worried that they're going to already, because I think in the, in the first half of our show, I kind of said some things that they're not going to appreciate. Unless, unless you decide to go ahead and just take that video down, but you might want to save it. No, I, I deleted I deleted it before, before uh, the last one, and they still suspended us, so. I'll delete it, oh, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. The Rumble scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know we still got to publish more of our best episodes over on Rumble that, that I'm, I'm kind of like pushing you on. Yeah, no, I have them uh, downloaded. I just need to edit them and all that. Uh, so we'll get that. Yeah, inclu- including those that were on Facebook that didn't go on YouTube and vice versa. Right. So those will be. Uh, and then hopefully that one Haps episode in question. Yeah, we like I said, we'll get. Uh, and then those- the interviews with. Neil and Michael and, and Anthony. So we'll get those up as soon as we can. Uh, per- but any last, it's, uh, and, and then the latest free think episode, but we know people got to be patient because it's going to take time. Exactly. I, uh, I have a, a busy life uh, that I lead. So it's, uh, it does take time. So just be patient. Well, um, <laughs> well, you, well, because I know the rule about you is that you, you, you can't quit your day job. And, um, and you got to keep um, your better half um, at peace. <laughs> yes, uh, before before I get uh, before I become single, then I'll be uh, you know the main attraction on the. <laughs> Hurt. What do you got yep. for us uh, for final thoughts, my friend? Well, this was to contemplate on. If a train station is where a train stops, and a bus station is where a bus stops, what the hell happens at a workstation? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. 
anyways, I appreciate everybody joining us tonight and look forward to seeing you tomorrow back here tomorrow night, 930 Eastern time. Be uh till then look be, forward to it. Make sure you're uh, friendly with your neighbors. Be aware of what's going on in your communities and have respect for one another. And we'll see you back here tomorrow night at 930 Eastern time. God bless you and God bless America. That all. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Good night, everybody. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't Don't forget forget to share the show show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you. And I love your show.